Welcome to the Path 5 Podcast. The Path 5 team is a dedicated group of professionals hailing from diverse backgrounds, all anchored in making the world a safer place. Thanks for joining us while we dive into today's topic. <laughs> Good e- <laughs> I'm sorry, the guys are already acting up. Good evening. Good afternoon, good morning, whatever time it is. Welcome to this episode of the Path 5 Podcast. We are on Season 3, Episode 6. And we're going to be talking about a spooky topic today. Something that uh, haunts. Every day. Haunts the the dreams and turns them into nightmares of uh, all of America's caring... uh, Non-gun owners. The caring Karens of the world. The caring Karens. Yes, that's good. Uh, And since we're going to be on the topic of the uh, ATF, or as Uncle Joey refers to them as the AFT, their most recent, um, we'll say, circumvention of the Constitution, uh, I would like to give a shout out to two companies that produce some really great Firearms, accessories, additional water bottles, trinkets, things of that nature. And uh, that would be Mission First Tactical. Use code PATH5, capital P, capital F, no spaces for 20% off at checkout. Totally recommend their Extreme Duty Mag. Ran it myself for quite a while. It's seen some abuse and it's, it's a banging piece of gear. We also have... F5 Manufacturing, they really make some super high quality braces. Uh, their Cyberarm brace is absolute money, especially for the Scorpion platform. Absolutely love it. They make some really dope 50 round mags too. So definitely swing over there and, and check those guys out. So now that we talked about a bunch of things that would make any old ATF agent hurl, I would like to uh, transition over to... Uh, to our resident ghost gun expert, Mr. Bro-Neal himself, to uh, discuss what the heck is going on with with the the, the ultra left's <laughs> favorite term, ghost gun. Well, I mean, dude, you, they have they spooky. have latched onto that. Oh, they love it. They love that talking 80, about ghost guns. Eighty percent ghost, dude. <laughs> so spooky. Eighty percent ghost. That's right. I'm, it's like I'm a, a huge very fan. small Casper. I like the 0% ghosts, the ones that you print yourself. That's kind of the, the route that I like to go. But, uh, you know, it's crazy. We're hearing about these all throughout the media. We're hearing about them. Oh, you know, another deadly weekend in Sacramento, another deadly weekend in Chicago, and another one in, in D.C. And it's like, wow, all those places have one thing in common. They're uh, pretty strict on the whole gun law thing, huh? Yeah, uh, Giffords, which we'll get into later, has ranked Illinois and uh, Maryland and even New York as A-minuses for their gun laws for how well they keep guns in check. Uh, Wait a minute. A-minus? Wow, well, that's a pretty of, high score. What kind of rubric are they rocking? And then <laughs> we, we flip it to the Fs. You know, we got 
New Hampshire, Maine, Iowa, oh, South Dakota, just, Utah, North Dakota, uh, Texas, They're all Arizona. rife with gun violence. Those live, places yeah. are. Oh. Live, live free or die, man. New Hampshire is a gangster's <laughs> paradise. Right? You got to really be careful up in the White Mountains, I'll tell you. After after Bro Neil kills it with the ghost guns, we'll be getting more into uh, good old Giffords over here. Yeah, well, but, speaking of uh, things being killed um, – Ronnie has a heart of gold, and he's currently has a foster puppy in his house who is massacring a squeak toy. But it's for a good cause, so don't hold it against us, boys. Life fourth finds a way. Year. That's right, we'll, fourth, we'll, fourth one. We'll get another dog out the door soon. Hell yeah. Uh, so awesome. I appreciate everyone, you know, keeping on, keeping on with this little pup in the background, but uh, I think we'll be good to go. What's not good to go is this uptick in gun violence from these horrible, horrible ghost guns. You know, the uh, White House press release says that last year alone, there were approximately 20,000 suspected ghost guns reported to the ATF as having been recovered by law enforcement in criminal investigations, a tenfold increase from 2016. And, you know, then they link to something on the whitehouse.gov page and the link doesn't go anywhere. It's broken. I tried Googling. I, I tried digging around. So all that's left to do is a little bit of speculation. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is... Um, it says 20,000 suspected ghost guns, right? Suspected. That's a fun a fun little word right there, gents. How, yeah, you know how what are they that suspected gun, ghost guns? What, what's, how do you suspect that they're that? You know? Are they translucent? Is that the uh No, so that's that the, the funny thing. That's the funny thing about ghost guns. They're counting them as uh, unserialized firearms. We know ghost guns kind of to be the, uh, the P80s, right? These 80% kits. Yeah. And I know, I know yeah. what you're saying right now. You're saying, hey, Bronil, look, the most common firearm recovered from, you know, use in a crime is a pistol. And there's really only a handful of commercially produced 80% handguns out there. Sure. How would they, right, the AFT, the ultimate authority on firearm and <laughs> firearms and their bits, right? They, they love going after braces and angled stocks versus... Wow. Oh, you know, we, we got a whole bunch of fun stuff coming from the AFT they would be the ones to know that the, you know, these would be 80% builds or not, right? Well, listeners and loved ones, let's not, uh, let's not use our dangerous minds. Let's not think outside the box here. Cause that's a little bit too much of, uh, of thinking for the government. Yeah. Yeah. Now in 2020, they started counting a little bit differently than they were before. And okay. I wonder where else we've seen that. So now they're saying any gun without, <laughs> <laughs> Zing! Any gun without a serial number, including including those that have the serial number obliterated or obscured, scratched out, whatever you want to call it. So like crimes when they yeah. sand it down. Yeah. Now they're all ghost guns. Uh, so it used to be that they just considered you know home built firearms, which they're now calling uh, privately made firearms (PMFs) as they call it throughout their document. Instead of just counting those, now they're counting the most commonly used firearm, which is one that is stolen, has been defaced, which is a federal crime in and of itself, defacing a serial, arm, serial number on right. a firearm. Yeah, of course. They're counting those as ghost guns. So um, this is what we call a problem reaction solution, folks. Obviously, the number of ghost guns are going to go up if you add the most common firearm used in a crime. So taking a look here at proposed rule 2021R-05F, definition of framer, receiver, and identification of firearms. Now, if you look back at our posts and 
our topics of conversation back in April of 2021, I was kicking and screaming about this little tidbit that the ATF tossed out. Now, luckily, almost yes, 300,000 people wrote in about this change. And it did uh-huh. just about jack diddly. Unfortunately, they're still pushing it through, and it's going to be written in about 100 days from now, plus or minus a few. Yay, democracy. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to get too lost into the the danger that is a regulatory and enforcement agency being one the same, but yeah, what could go wrong? I mean, you know, yeah, it's, balance of power. What's that? It's not like uh, our uh, commander in chief there just went ahead and said that uh, he couldn't get it passed through Congress, so he's just going to have ATF change some rules. That sounds like it sidesteps the entire Wait, checks that's and illegal. system. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait. Wait a second, Bobby. So let's let's talk about what's actually going to change. Ghost guns, right? Yeah. That's the biggest one that everyone's talking about. Um, mm-hmm. Well, look, folks, the buy, build, shoot kits that the ATF have already cracked down on. Yeah, those are going away. Uh, if you remember in December 2020, the ATF raided Polymer 80, the leading manufacturer illegally, of Gen 3. Yeah, you. absolutely illegally. Uh, the leading manufacturer of Gen 3 uh, Glock home build kits. These buy, build, shoot kits is what they were going after. They claimed that these kits were actually firearms as they could be readily converted um, they actually went ahead and, and defined readily in this uh, document, which I might touch on later. Uh, but what's interesting is you can buy the frame, the slide, the barrel, the parts kits, everything that you need all at the same time without breaking this invisible law. But if it came in the same box, that was magically a no-no. Um, as it looks now, you're still going to be able to purchase 80% lowers um, and parts as well, but just not at the same time. And they're claiming that uh, additional legislation on these privately made firearms or PMFs is on the way, but really who knows? It, it could be, it's just, it's all vague. Um, so dude, like, like doing like minority report here. Well, they, they're trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're, I, they're purposely putting out this vague information. So that way you always kind of fall into it. Um, that's why I, I think it's hilarious. I, I'll talk to people and I'll say, you know, one in five, firearm owners, although law-abiding, has committed at least one firearm felony. Because they're so vague. There's so many ways to fall into these little traps. I mean, I'm not going to incriminate myself or anyone else, but yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm guilty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, man. Like, when you... The only driving force to arbitrarily regulate something in such a manner has to be just ignorance and hate because mm. because a quest for control i think is is the the motive here but i'm with you and that and that could be you know but in the interim it's just like a lot of people are human beings as a whole are scared of the unknown right like things that we're not comfortable with that we're not experienced in that we don't understand the concept of how it works we are naturally adverse yeah, to it. That's evolution, baby. So you've got this key evolutionary uh, aspect of the human psyche that's supposed to help us avoid things that are going to mess us up, right? Or at that point in time, if you got injured, you rolled your ankle bad enough, you're good as dead. And now you've got all these butt clowns who've taken all this and applied it to firearms yeah it's almost like we have a a nation and a national group of media that 
really preys on that, right? They prey on the unknown. They hit you with clickbait titles about how a ghost gun's going to kill you. And yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you know, got, it's, you got Barbara it's Boxer talking about heat seeking bullets. Like, yeah. Yeah. They ain't going to get views if they talk about, you know, rainbows and blowjobs all day. They need exactly they need that it bleeds. It leads. Yeah. Well, I love it. But then, but then I'm going to make a point here. It's going to lose half of our followers. You guys ready for it? We support the ATF. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm no, kidding. No, no. <laughs> no, that would lose 99%. I'm just going to trim the hide and the heart, the herd. Holy crap. Trim the herd in half. All right. So if you guys can be all up in arms about this shit, I seem to recall that we had a Republican president not too long ago who was allegedly super pro-gun and literally did fucking nothing to curtail and banned stuff from happening stocks and banned unconstitutionally to the point where it didn't hold up in court. Yeah. Based on a shooting that didn't even actually use them. So don't forget that guys don't, don't be sitting here thinking that the Republican party gives a shit about you and that they're there to protect your rights. That's not what we're trying to say. Right. So just open your eyes, folks, open your eyes. So that gets us on to these ghost gats and their solution, right? It's, it's going to be serializing these weapons. Now, they're not changing the fact that you can make your own firearm, which has been a thing since before the Constitution was even a thing. I mean, people made their own cannons. I mean, I know people that made their own cannons in, you know, the 2020s. Not the 1920s, you know, it's, it's been going on for a long, long while. This is a real thing. It's okay to do. But now they're saying, and this is pretty revolutionary stuff, guys, all right, that personally built firearms that are sold to pawn shops or FFLs must be serialized and shown on a 4473 if they are going to be sold again. Oh, uh, that's nothing new. That's, not, that's been this way this whole time. So if an why? FFL comes into possession, right, yeah. they want to sell it to someone, they have to 4473 it, and in order to 4473 it, thanks to the Gun Control Act of 1968, don't quote me on it, um, it has to have a serial number, right? So it's always been the way it is. But once again, they're acting like they invented water that puts out fires. So can we talk about something real quick? Mm. Given the fact that like all my lab sciences in college were forensics, I think I've got a pretty good handle on ballistics and and all that mama jama. But... But what, how does a registry of serial numbers prevent any crime or single-handedly solve any crime? Well, you know what ATF actually stands for? It stands for after the fact. They do nothing to prevent anything. They only show up once the city's done their job or once the stadies have done their job. And they go, hmm, what federal charges can we hit them with? Right. And you can ask any ATF agent. I've talked to a few of them. Yeah. And they're all like, dude, I don't even know what an NFA item is. They don't care. They do felon in possession and straw purchasing. That's all they do. Right. Yeah. And good on them. Speaking of them not knowing shit, way back when I lived in Texas, ATF, I was at a store. I was actually buying, what was it? Well, I think a strip lower. And, uh, they're telling me how an ATF agent came in a week ago and was trying to shut down their store. 
because he went over to the gunsmith who was building an AR and then he had on just like my current AR it has um you know you have your safe your semi and your full auto it had the symbol for the full auto but you can't move you know yeah. you, you can't move the selector to it the ATF agent looked at it instead of asking them like hey are you making a full auto gun? Let me see paperwork or right, hey, yeah. well, what's the point of this? No, he went out and reported it straight to his superiors and they're trying to get the store closed over it. And yeah, they're that's, like, they're that's like, Hey, what you're talking about. Yeah. It's just like, man, it, it's, it's absurd. They, wow. they don't know what they're doing. No, they have no idea. Cause they're, they're taught literally, you know, three things. And then they have fat D, which is the, the firearms and technologies division, which is hilarious that their name's fat D. But other than that, no one no one knows what's going on. None of them. And I mean, we saw that real quick to, to take an aside. We saw that with Q up in New Hampshire, where the Boston field office, the headquarters for all of Region 1, sent a very nasty letter to them saying yeah. cease and desist right. because they were not making a pistol. They were making a rifle, a short-barreled rifle, and selling it to the public. Which, in fact, that's not true. And it took maybe eight days for them to get not only shut down by the courts, but shut down by their own command. So that, that's that's a whole other issue is just blatant ignorance, right? So who knows if that's a touch of, of what's going on here or if they're just really trying to appease the masses by saying, look, look, we're doing something. Now, the interesting thing that's changed when it comes to serial numbers on ghost guns is that if, if, if an FFL takes possession of a self-made firearm, a PMF, as they like to call it, and they have it in their possession past close of business, they have to mark it, mark the firearm itself, and log it in their books. So this isn't really anything new, because let's say I go to a gunsmith and I say, hey, can you, you know, I don't know, can you mow this out and do an undercut on it, so that way I can put an RMR on it and my whole big bear paw hand can actually fit on this Glock 19. Yeah, sure. And they say, sure thing, we're not going to be able to get to it till Tuesday. And I just leave it there. I'm like, you know what? No worries. Like, I'll I'll come get it next weekend. Right. They have to log it in their possession. Now, if it was a self-made firearm, they would say, you know, color, you know, brown, um, caliber nine millimeter, length of barrel, four point four three inches, or whatever it is. Yeah. And they'd say, you know, owner is Broneal, blah, 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 blah. That's enough. That if the ATF comes and says, hey, we got to take a look at your store's inventory, they pull out the inventory list, what's logged in, what's logged out. They say, hey, here's this, here's this, here's this, here's this self-made firearm that has no serial number because that's a normal thing. And they'd say, okay, that's fine. But now they're required to mark that firearm. So it's interesting that it it puts the burden on the FFL. Like physically marking. Yep. Can they do like a sticker? Can they put a Dremel to it? Would it have to be a Dremel? It would have to be. It would have, and uh, ATF has their own engraving uh, requirements where it has okay. to be, I believe, 0. 0.003 inches deep and a certain amount wide. Um, so it, it's interesting that they're putting the kind of the hurt on the FFL um, and kind of putting small businesses at risk if they don't comply with this. Um, it's it's kind of a whatever, you know. It's a bit of a who cares, but. Um, Interesting nonetheless. Um, I think more interesting is this whole split receiver thing. 
So as most of our yeah. listeners know, AR-15s have two major parts. You got the lower and the upper. Uh, the lower is what we know to be the serialized portion in these fine United States. In other, st- in other countries, um, they do serialize uppers, they serialize bolts, and they serialize barrels because they're pressure-bearing parts. Yeah, uh, We don't have that yet in this country, although they're very obviously moving towards that. But I think this all stems from an embarrassing little factoid that came out not too long ago. Basically, and, and you know, don't quote me on any of this, uh, there was a dude in California who was selling 80% lowers to people, showing them how to mount it in a CNC mill, having them mount it, and then hit the start button on a CNC mill. So legally, there's nothing wrong there, right? Legally, he was selling them a piece of metal, and they were doing the machining. They hit start. Doesn't matter if they wrote the G code to run the machine or not. He, you know, gave them the tool and let them run away with it. Now, ATF still charged him with manufacturing firearms without an FFL. And that legal case actually showed a little loophole that the ATF didn't want to be known. And he wasn't actually charged as far as I know. You might be asking, what's this loophole? Well, AR lowers don't actually meet the federal definition of a firearm. At all. Like at all at all. What? Yeah, so AR lowers aren't even guns. Ooh. Yeah. Well, so yeah, why were we serialized? Because they're, they're not. They, they, they not. just happen to be the serialized portion, but the way that it was written before, it had a locking bolt or breech face. Uh, it had to have a threaded portion where the barrel connects to the receiver and that would be the receiver of the firearm. So it sounds more like an upper, but it also said that the fire control group needs to be contained in it. So it was kind of a lower. So they just split the difference and said, Hey, we're going to make the lower, the serialized portion. That makes the most sense. Um, yeah. But when I went to court, didn't meet the definition of a firearm. The guy wasn't charged. Um, <clears throat> so that is what, after all this, this whole uh, rule change is about. I mean, Damn, they even called it the definition of frame or receiver and identification of firearms. So they're going to be changing the definition of firearm in a way that requires housing of key components, kind of like it was before. Uh, But I'll quote, the terms frame and receiver shall include a partially complete disassembled or non-functional frame or receiver, including a frame or receiver parts kit that is designed to or may may readily be completed, assembled, restored, or otherwise converted to function as a frame or receiver, i.e. to house or provide a structure for the primary energized component of a handgun, breech blocking or sealing component of a projectile weapon other than a handgun, or internal sound reduction component of a firearm muffler or firearm silencer, as the case may be. The terms shall not include a forging, casting, printing, extrusion, unmachined body, or... (laughs) There's the dog or similar article that has not yet reached a stage of manufacture where it is clearly identifiable as an unfinished component or part of a weapon. Now, this is interesting because it actually kind of allows you to print firearms. Oh, boy. Um, But what came out of this is most of us are concerned that we're going to have to transfer uppers uh, you know, through 4473 via an FFL and pay a transfer fee on uppers. Now, it isn't going to be that way. Uh, they actually outline a few examples of cases where the serialized portion does not meet these definitions on what they call existing designs. They specifically call out M16 variants, AK variants, oddly, <laughs> oddly enough, the AUG, 
Um, they have photos of the AUG and they show what is the receiver and what's serialized. Uh, and then other designs just yeah, being because those are, they are so popular. Oh, yeah, because everyone's got an AUG, right? Bullpup life. <laughs> I mean, I definitely um, want to buy one, but yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, you but know it's you on, learn. it's on, there's like 20 things before it. Remember yeah, the last exactly. time you tried to buy a bullpup? I mean, oh. they just fucking suck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I still want yeah. it, but man, did their customer service not not make me happy? Was that Desert Tech? <laughs> yeah, it was Desert Tech. I, yeah. it. It was I still want their MDR. Yeah, maybe someday when they go out of business because their customer service sucks, you'll be able to find it for cheap. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So yeah. they point out all these designs being fine the way they are, but they say that future designs will be subject to their magical definition, right? A very vague <sighs> definition that doesn't actually really define firearm at all, which I highlighted in my comment to the ATF. Um. So does that mean that a newly designed firearm is going to have two serialized portions? Who knows? Guys, it's all vague by design. You know, yeah, it, it leaves things open to interpretation. That's the way they like it. Um, and you may have noticed that I spoke, and they have they have language pertaining to suppressors. You know, look, it's a move to outlaw Form One cans. It's an interesting move for sure, but I'm not going to go too deep on that because I've already been rambling on a good bit. Wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Though it's good information. What's up? What about Form One cans? So the the way that they say it here, and, and I'll touch back on it, is internal sound reduction component of a firearm muffler or a firearm silencer, as the case may be, is, is the wording that they use. What about a firearm borla? Uh, I mean, they I don't didn't think there's say, anything wrong. I didn't hear fuel filter in there either. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. hear 3D printed 22 suppressor either, so yeah. who cares at this point? Um, it's... You know, talking on the Form 1 cans, um, there have been a whole bunch of recent Form 1s that people have been submitting, um, which for anyone not familiar, Form 1 is for a self-made NFA item. So, like, let's say you want to put a stock on your, you know, short boy AR pistol and you don't want to get your dog shot. You fill out a Form 1, you submit it to the ATF, they give you their blessing after taking $200 illegally away from you, and they say, here. Now you have to notify us whenever you take that gun out of state. Um, same thing with suppressors. You've always been able to build your own suppressors. You just have to submit a form one, show that you're going to serialize it, give it a model number, give it a name, uh, and then it's treated as an NFA item from that point on. But there are guys who go out and they buy these solvent trap or form one suppressor kits, which when you buy them, they are not suppressors. Uh, you wait to get your form back. You drill out the baffles like a good boy and uh, hope you don't get a baffle strike because speaking again on customer service, a lot of these Form 1 companies suck. Um, but apparently that's not happening. If you build a, your own suppressor and do everything right, people are just getting denied left and right. Um, so it sounds really? like that action came before the language. Uh, it sounds like it's something that they've had in the works for a while. I mean, there's stories of people getting rejected on form ones back to February of this year, 2022 year of our Lord. Um, <clears throat> so it, it sounds like that's kind of what they want to, they want to do. Um, so they're just going to ban it. It's tough. They can't ban form ones. Um, they can deny form ones all they want, which in it's, own way is basically a ban. Is a, is a ban, yeah. Um, right. But, you know, let's say I have bar stock 
aluminum and I want to mill it out myself, you know, there's nothing stopping me from doing that. And if I want to go down the legal, you know, road, I should be able to do so. Um, but real, real big last thing, uh, and it is a pretty big thing is record keeping. So they're, they're updating the record keeping requirements of FFLs. Uh, currently let's say, you know, I go to a gun store tomorrow and I buy a nice gen five Glock and I 4473 it to myself, blah, blah, blah. I get my, my background check back in like five minutes. Cause I'm a good boy. And that FFL has to keep that 4473 on record for 20 years, right? So they are legally required to keep that piece of paper around for 20 years. Or, you know, if they close before that 20 years, they have to hand all the records over to the ATF. Okay. But let's say it's 20 years in one day since I bought that gun. Let's say it's 2030 or 2042. Jeezy Pete's. Let's say it's 2042. And I bought it last week. They can go ahead. The FFL can shred that document. Document doesn't exist anymore. They're changing it to extend for the life of the FFL. So they have to keep those documents indefinitely. Um, can they go digital? Are they allowed, or do they have to have hard copy? So gun stores can go digital. Um, it's preferable because that, uh, that's how the Chinese government gets a hold of the list, which just uh, gets, this exactly. whole, gets this whole thing over quicker. Which yeah. um, it's, it is expressly written in federal law that they are not allowed to have a searchable database of firearms and their owners. Um, that's, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, if anyone's bought a firearm over the past I don't know, 10 years, you'll notice that the form has changed. And it used to be that the firearms information was on the second page. So the serial number and all that fun stuff was on the second page. Now it's all on the first page. So that way it's a lot easier to scan and digitize. And it was also found out that they have a record of hundreds of millions, if not billions of transactions that is digitized and very possibly searchable. Uh, and there's a few congressmen that are going out there, sticking their necks out and saying, hey, uh, ATF, why is it that you have this database when you specifically say that you don't? Right. Um, so that's that's a whole other issue. I mean, gun registries only exist for a little bit of time in history, and that's usually right before the government steps in and becomes properly tyrannical, not this um, yeah. soft core, closed still on tyrancy and tyrants that we've seen recently. Right. It's very true, and it's historically proven, and, and that's pretty concerning. Yeah, it's pretty concerning, especially with uh, the uh, ATF nominee that uh, Biden's also uh, brought in. Was it yeah. Stephen tell me, uh, tell Dettelbach? Me well, uh, you said it right. President Biden couldn't say it. Yeah, dude. You know, I was looking at it. I was like, who is this guy? Diddle, Diddle Big. I just can't make fun of his the- name. Diddle the kid? I don't know. He is up there. So could Yeti, be. Yeti, this is why he's such a prick, because everyone made fun of his last name his whole life. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> now, now he's in charge. Now he's like, I'm going to get back all yeah. those fucking losers. Exactly. <laughs> but hey, I just want to bring it out. You know, in, uh, uh, he's from Ohio, or he ran for you know AG over in Ohio in 2017, and he lost his election, mind you. And uh, he said the election was rigged. Look at that. Look at that. We have a Democrat 2017 Ohio state election saying the election is rigged. Because you first, know that was a hot thing at the time, right? This first was right of after all, 2016. Yeah. Everything was rigged. 
everything. Know? Right. Weird, huh? And maybe it was. Who who knows? Yeah. Oh, we don't know. We don't know. You know, uh-huh. if if we uh were able to put in the election laws that we want, we would know. But well, you, know, you, you know what else we know? What what's that? You gotta be a real fuck up not to get elected in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, this guy's a real fuck up. And I was looking at his history of you know what he was running on in Ohio, you know, just trying to get a little bit about him. And he was running on about all about the opium epidemic. Um, it wasn't really anything about guns in his run for AG. Um, which, you know, I was, uh, I was interesting, you know, now that he's nominated for ATF, he worked for the ATF prior as well. Uh, so he just did all about the opioid epidemic there, but more, you know, focused on, uh, social causes for it, you know, uh, and then I started looking more into him and then who was the last, uh, prick that, uh, Biden nominated for ATF? What was his name? Oh, Chipman. Chipman. Yeah, uh, so, David the Chipmunk. Yeah. So, I like so, that guy. Chipman, uh, God, he was. I'm looking at. It. He's such a punchable face, and his voice too. You just right when he starts talking, you're like, you hit puberty halfway, didn't you? And never fully committed. Never fully committed. Uh, sounds like an ATF agent, and he took pictures in front of burning, you know, kids. Hey, remember, and, remember, ATF agents are not bad people. Okay, they're just misguided. Unless they're David Chipman. He's not an agent. He poses on the. He was when he posed on top of the burning children at Wake. If you lose your gun in a bathroom, you are no longer an agent. (laughs) (laughs) Not my. Not my agency. Yeah, no, I agree. I I hope they tied that thing to him for the rest of his life. I hope. I hope it took him like ten minutes to untie it all to get it off. Dude, (laughs) wait a minute. Hang on. Quick, quick story time. One of my most hated memories from the army it was this freaking FTX where this idiot lost his rifle like three times in the bathroom. And my whole squad had dummy quarter fucking rifles to us for like four days. We had a rifle tied to us at all times. And I was like, I love rifles, but I fucking hate this one. I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw oh. it in the dumpster. No, I agree. We done shit like Terrible. that too. That's annoying. Oh my God. Well, anyway, to move on with uh, so Chipman, he advised a gun control group called Giffords. Well, it turns out so did Steve Dettelbach. He advised Giffords as well. So Giffords is uh, pretty much uh, a gun lobbyist, but, you know, for gun laws, gun law lobbyist group and stuff that they bring up like, OK, like, let's actually see what Steve would want to do as ATF as a head as the ATF. So, you know, you always see Giffords talk about universal background checks. So they always close these deadly loopholes. So with that, what they're pretty much saying is you got to go through this universal background check along with the registry for it. So that's something we could expect if Steve Dettelbach is, you know, nominated. Well, if he get if he makes it through the nomination, the push for that, uh, we got here, uh, large capacity magazine bans. So we're looking at that. Uh, assault weapons, this vague made-up turn of assault weapon bans. Uh, let's see, we're here looking at Giffords. Assault weapons are a class of semi-automatic firearms specifically designed to kill humans quickly and efficiently. Yeah, true. That's why we need them to defend ourselves from the government. Absolutely. If they got them, we need them. Yeah, they got we need we need them. And then, you know, they have this one line which... 
Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It, it really bothers me because clearly these people haven't seen someone smashed by a 300 wind mag. Wounds caused by assault weapons are more severe and lethal than wounds caused by other firearms. <laughs> and particularly when paired with large capacity magazine, assault weapons can injure more people more quickly. Okay. I'll, oh. you, have, you have a larger magazine? Yeah, no shit. You're putting more rounds down range. You're going to hopefully be able to hit more. But a two sure. two three, you know, five five six is literally a twenty two with a shit ton of ass behind it. Not to mention, boys, it was literally a NATO designated cartridge because it doesn't just annihilate everything it hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was to to curb. It's the most humane, nice. yeah, round <laughs> available. That's why NATO has selected it. It stops and, at mud houses. And then the gra- our grandfather's back in the day at 30 odd sex coming out of that M1 Garand. Dude, <laughs> holy shit, totally. Yeah. yeah, and like enough to bag a 300 pound fucking 12 point deer. Yeah, like the. Swinging eight rounds of that. The boys in all the countries back in the day were using thir- massive 30 caliber rounds that you're getting hit and you're going down. Yeah, dude, like the Mauser 7 millimeter round. Oh, like, my geez. God. That steel helmet ain't going to help you out. No. No. It's going to break your neck. <laughs> but, yeah, you can look at that. They're, so this assault weapons, they're, they're looking, yeah, they're trying, uh, as Bernie was talking, they want to get to eventually be able to ban them uh, one way or another. And the assault weapons is such a general term, they can uh, fit everything. And now this uh, other one they're pushing for, and this one, was it DC? I'm pretty sure has it. The uh, amu- They're talking here about uh, ammunition registration, but how it's unregulated. Was it Bernie? Does, doesn't DC do that? Or I know, uh, I know, Cali does that. Where you have to do a background check for your ammo. Yeah, I know. Your ammo, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so now they're looking at somehow, you know. You had to get a background at a minimum background check when you're buying ammo. So there goes buying online ammo. Now you're going to deal with gun stores and some gun stores by me during the pandemic, instead of being, you know, you know, I would always hope for them to be two way friendly, but they're also running a business. They want to become rich. So I can't get upset, but they were selling ammo that was absurd prices. Dollar fifty, two dollars around for five, yeah. five, six. Yeah. I'll yeah, pass com- on that. Yeah. Compared to what you can get online. So then, it will run into two things, background checks. And then also, you know, our local gun stores now can charge a massive premium on these rounds, uh, which would be something that we don't want. And we can see he, you know, Stephen advised, you know, Giffords here on that. So then they got that. Um, and then of course, you know, internet and online gun sales, they want to get rid of that uh, completely. So they have some, they're saying here 45% of online uh, gun buyers are without a background check, you know, some obscure study, but I've bought plenty of guns online and I always had to go to the FFL and still still do the transfer. Well, see, I'm I'm sure that they do the, the whole bait and switch there where they talk about, oh, well, you know, these firearms were stolen and then sold on the streets. And since we don't have concrete numbers, we're just going to say that's 40%. Like, that's yeah. what they do. Like here, nearly one in nine uh, prospective gun buyers on arms list would not have passed a background check. And get that, prospective gun buyers. These what are not even buyers. Yeah, it's not actual gun buyers. Uh, let's see. A recent large-scale survey found that 45% of gun owners who acquired a gun online 
in the past two years did so without any background check. Wait a minute. Do you know what that statement meant? That statement literally meant that one in nine people that tried to buy a gun on that website were denied yeah. due to failing a background check. And they're using that as reasoning to... Yeah, yeah and meanwhile, we'll have... They're, like, they're proving that it already works. There's over 70,000 failed NICS background checks for firearms every year. And on average, there are four prosecutions of that. Four. So we have a system in place that catches baddies before they can get guns in their hands again. Right. And then we catch the baddies and we don't even prosecute them. It's it's literally yeah. problem, yeah. reaction, solution all over again. That yeah. and then you also have the, the system people like, you know, people like, oh, this person shouldn't, shouldn't have a gun. Well, then report them. The system's also designed that citizens are able to do that, but they also have to face their accuser in court. That's right. how the system's also the, if you believe yeah. if you truly believe someone in your family you knows shouldn't have a gun, right? Our you know our Second Amendment was also made that you can report them so they can actually be adjudicated. Was it mentally defective or whatever you know you're accusing them of? Yeah. So then they can't get a gun because let's face it, guys, they're out there. Some people don't deserve guns. I agree. There's some people that and I'm just, just like, saying. There's some people saying. at the range that you're like Jesus Christ, Hunter man. Biden. Yeah. Hunter Biden was able to get through a 4473 and lied that he was a drug user. Yeah. yeah he's never been prosecuted. I'm just saying. Ooh. Yeah, saying he bought a revolver. Well, was, still uh, using. Was it the shooter same. in Florida or the one of the shooters they had? The FBI guy just completely failed to do the check. He just said he, yeah, he's good and didn't do the check. Uh, yeah, that, that was part one of the. Yeah. Yeah, was, yeah. Like the FBI had been trailing him. Had, yeah. had a case on him, but never reported it to, to Nick's. Yep. The, the system works. One, it's it's our federal government isn't prosecuting. Then us as citizens, you got to, if someone you believe shouldn't have a gun, you got to report it. But then also when you're at the range and you see that dipshit, you're like, man, how do you get a gun? You also got to go there and help them. You got to be the community like that. Absolutely. Uh, but <laughs> before yeah. we get we get on that soapbox, I also wanted to bring up the joke before the annual gun law scorecard from Giffords with New Hampshire being at F. Pretty much the stricter the gun laws, um, the higher the grade they get. <laughs> Does the grade uh, factor in the body count on their street? And, yeah, they have the, uh, or, the uh, gun death rate per 100K, but they don't really go into the math of it because then you can also play with this with COVID all day and you can make countries look the worst. Even oh yeah, man, it's, it's gerrymandering, right? Yeah. yeah. So like Hawaii is the best at a 3.4 gun death rate per a hundred K. They're on a fucking Island in the middle of the Pacific. Yeah. And so guns like, are not so on, generally man. what you can expect with Steve Dettelback, if he makes the nomination, which I highly doubt it, but if he did, one, he said elections were rigged back when he lost, you know, being a solid loser. You can expect him, he can't pass laws, but you can expect him to start looking at what they're doing now. And Bernie was talking about is revamping or rewriting how it is. So you expect background checks, maybe the change, online buying, possibly change, a push for ammunition, background checks at a minimum, um, assault, you know, assault, assault weapons, you know, whatever. Large capacity magazines to get uh, attacked again, which, you know, I just sadly moved to Maryland and learned that the fucking hard way, trying to buy some mags online, 
And then they're like, we're not shipping to you. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Thank dude. God I got, got 130-round mags in my garage. But Dude, look, I remember watching an episode of The Sopranos. One of those dudes was driving through Maryland, and he had a shotgun in his truck and got pulled over. And he almost did like 20 years or some shit. And I remember, you know, I was like eight years old or something. When I saw that episode, I was like, all right, don't go to Maryland with a gun. I logged that in my head. I can tell you the the state police here have been pretty chill for anyone who I don't know about Maryland stuff. But I I gave him a a call coming up from Georgia. I was like, I got all these ARs, got a suppressor. I got my AR. I got pistols. What's the deal? You know, I don't want to get pulled over exactly like that. It got, just get, it gets everything. What you want? <laughs> they're, they're like, hey, this is what you got to do. This is what makes stuff illegal and whatnot. It's pretty dumb, but, you know, a lot better than my home state of New York. So, but anyway, though. I'm going to shot again in Maryland. Really? You should have. Yeah. Yep. Could have been a conus kill. I know. It almost, <laughs> it almost was, man. Him and his homeboy almost got it. I do Speaking of that, on my move, that I well, on my move up to Maryland, yeah. I was at a gas station and this this motherfucker drives by me, right? Yeah, yeah. And they start backing into the pump right behind me, mm. and this dude jumps out and starts walking towards me. He's like, "Hey, hey, man!" And I'm like, "Dude, stop, stop!" And then I just grab my Glock because he's walking up to the back of my truck and yeah. he's like walking out of the way to like kind of hide himself a little bit. Right, and he's right. like, hey, dude. And he just keeps talking to me. I'm like, dude, you're going to get shot. Yeah. Once, I said, once I said that, he's like, gonna oh, get, no, man. You're going to get hotted, fool. He's, get trying out of bun, here. he's trying to bun some gas money. And then I was just like, all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, dude. So I was I was parked um, trying to merge onto this, this busy um, road that definitely did not lead to our capital since I had a pistol on me. And uh, he was outside DC. Traffic was. <laughs> yeah, I was outside DC. I was. Traffic was like whipping by. Like I could not get in. I was driving my like twin turbo fast car too. And I was like, if there was an opening, I was going to find it. Right. Yeah. These two dudes behind me start laying on their horn as if I'm some sort of stupid grandma. Meanwhile, like if I would have gone, I would have been fucking smeared by an 18 wheeler dude. And they just kept honking. And then I just like flipped them off. Of course. Classic tales all the time. Yeah, and then they both got out of their car. I was like, all right, so let me get this right, homeboy. I'm trying to merge into traffic, and now you're so upset with me not killing myself with an 18-wheeler that now you have left your vehicle blocking the road behind me, (laughs) definitely screwing over everybody behind you. Uh, Yeah, they walked up, uh, and he's, you know, you know, the whole shebang, and I just fucking tapped on my window with my clock, and they just fucking, choop. (laughs) <laughs> just like ran Dude, diffusing the situation and that's yeah. you know I when i wasn't brandishing by the way i was just making sure my glass was glass was intact yeah you were just killing a bug that was on it yeah. but hey there's something maybe we could do a podcast for more uh gun stories on people yeah we should Anyhow, maryland but sucks I, maryland sucks yeah I'm, I'm here for a short time definitely not a good time <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I don't think this guy's going to get it nominated, but you really should start looking at Giffords because they do push a lot of all the gun control across the country and they do have a lot of money. Oh, so, yeah, they do. And they also they, got Congress backing. Gabrielle yeah. Giffords is the is the namesake of that uh, organization. She was shot in the head by yeah. a, 
a mass shooter when she was doing like a, a congressman on your corner uh, thing. Which yeah, and horrible, then, you know, horrible yeah. that she had to go yeah, through that. Yeah, but uh, super, super. And it's that's what pushes her. She yep. has that emotional energy. Mm. Yep. So you she got the drive. Look. She got the connection. Yeah, for anything, if you're like, yeah. hey, where are these get? Where are they getting these types of definitions? Honestly, go on Giffords. You literally go up to the top gun laws and go through each gun law because they even have smart guns, safe storage, non-powder. They're talking about toy guns. So this is where they're going to be getting their definitions instead mm-hmm. of the federal definitions. And this is the mainstream right. media uses these definitions because they're spicier. Oh, absolutely. They, they um, yeah. Oh, they, it's, it's they change it. Always trying to fit assault weapons, but still, like it comes down to, pistols are killing more people than your rifle is. And on the most yeah. times, they're right. stolen guns from either stolen from gun stores or stolen out of people's trucks. They are. Yeah. This, is, this is a PSA, too. If you got gun stickers on your vehicle, don't leave guns in the car because you're, you're going to get broken into in a major city. Yeah. Looking for the gun. I'm a big fan of your back windshield is literally OPSEC. Stop putting fucking shit on it. Yep. yep. Like, that's actually, they look, if, like, they look if people are hikers, they know you're going to be gone on certain things. Like, People who just put SIG, Glock, like SIG, dude, I, yeah. I like it because I like SIG, I like Glock. Take that shit off your window because people break into your car. Put it on your gun safe at home. Don't yeah. Don't put it on your back window. Don't give them a shopping list of what's inside your car. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of Bubba's around where I live who love, like, you know, the Punisher sticker and the NRA uh, sticker yeah. and shit. And I'm like, boys... You want to on your team. This ain't it, boys. And because that's what they started doing back in Georgia when I was leaving, they started uh, getting to a point of they're breaking in. There's always a lot of crime in this area, but they started specifically targeting uh, military people and they knew Mm -hmm. for guns and cars. And then because they were also targeting any kind of truck or any car that had SIG or Glock on the back, Mm -hmm. Colt, fucking Brownells, Midway US, any kind of like sticker that revolves anywhere, a gun, they're breaking in trying to get it. Yeah. And the last thing you want is your pistol to be part of a crime because then you got to deal with the ATF, these motherfuckers. <laughs> and then they're going to find that you didn't put a, you didn't put a brace on it. You put a stock on it and then your dog yeah. ends up dead. It all goes down. No, that's not good. They're going to be like, well, you didn't tell us about this fuel filter at the end of your uh, <laughs> this SBR that was supposed to be a pistol. <laughs> yeah. Like, whoops. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, they, yeah. they keep pushing uh, these not-so-spooky ghost guns. They're out there. Uh, they've always been out there. We've always been able to make our own homemade firearms. There's no reason for that to change. Yeah, The reason that they have this uptick is because they created the uptick, not only with these gun-free zones and these you know incredibly restricted states that have the highest levels of gun violence, but yeah, also I mean, by the fudging the numbers. It. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. You look at uh, a state like Vermont, and one of the lowest, it used to be the lowest, but now one of the lowest gun crimes and least amount of gun laws. See, so you know what happened, Bro Neil? Mm, oh, I know. I left. Oh, I know. I left. Oh, oh, all right. That's not what I was thinking. Oh, no, <laughs> I you so left. <laughs> oh, all right. One night I went on a drunken rant on how I was going to clean up Burlington, but it would have worked. <laughs> Yeah, let's grab let's grab, let's grab some lovely. drum mags from F five. Joke, joke. Just kidding. But yeah, honestly, they're gonna keep pushing this stuff. Make sure that you stay on top of your congressman. Look, they they work for us. 
They have stay on top of your congressmen so they can't stay on top of hookers. It's important. Exactly. Or I donate my money to Firearms Policy Coalition, FPC. FPC. Big FPC guy and anything that's local. Um, I'm not a big fan of the NRA. People with uh, purple hair hate the FPC. They do. Yeah. They They donate the NRA, but. Hey, if it's an organization that actually sues the government instead of lobbying, give them give them money. Because yep. the lot we're losing the NRA is losing the lobbying battle. We got to actually bring everything to the courts. And also, don't yep. worry too too much about this uh, weird last name new idiot that they're trying to appoint. Last one didn't go through. Trump didn't even try. We haven't had an acting uh, head of the ATF in what seven years now. So, yeah, I think so 2015 was the last time. Yeah, so don't, don't worry too too much. Out of curiosity, yeah. how many other federal agencies haven't had an acting director for seven years? It's a good question. Probably I know, not. I know the CDC maybe. has been full up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they sure have. They're gonna <laughs> push Fauci over. Fauci's going over to the ATF. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they'll clean it up. They'll clean it up. Yeah. So my point is, is like that's that in itself is sus, right? It just shows the the controversial nature of this agency. It shows that, I mean, we're we're all paying for it too. That's the worst part. Like we're literally paying people to circumvent the Constitution of the United yep. States. Absolutely, it's, it's they like not even like I'm not even talking about the right to bear arms, right? I'm <laughs> I'm referencing uh, balance of power. You know, yeah, the uh, checks and balances go out the window. Yeah, and the regulatory exactly. agency is also the enforcement agency. And this doesn't, you know, we're not we're not here just bashing on the ATF. This also applies to the DEA. It's extremely pervasive when you have um, a group of people making rules that they like to call regulations and rules, but they actually are, in fact, laws that need to get passed by Congress in order to be legal. Uh, but then they can go out and enforce those rules that they made up themselves, not being checked at all. It's blatantly unconstitutional and in any other realm of society it would not be accepted Uh, so we shouldn't stand for it if they want to make changes they better amend the constitution yep good luck with that absolutely if they don't want us to own bradley's and abrams they better fucking amend that absolutely because right now i can own a bradley and an abrams yep and here's here's the thing guys like if you are an atf agent and you happen to be listening to this you know, y'all are going to have to change things from the inside out in a positive way. Like no, no federal agent or local sheriff wants to be outside someone's house at two o'clock in the morning in a bad situation with that person simply because some bureaucrat who's uneducated and uninformed changed some verbiage. Yeah, and that bureaucrat's not standing there in the stack ready to go into that house. No, no, they never are. They're comfortable they taking their four-month recess, still getting paid $168,000 a year, getting ready to vote on their wage renegotiation. Exactly. Yeah, so it's, guys, you got to keep in mind, like, there's a lot of folks that are that are caught in the middle that are just trying to do the right thing, you know, and that's why ultimately you got you to gotta be good, be a good person, be good to your neighbor, be a responsible person, especially with firearms, you know, like don't, don't tarnish the reputation of the community in any way, you know, do, do your part, uh, donate to those that are actually, uh, producing 
i.e. not the NRA. <laughs> yeah, don't waste your money with them, please. Yeah, just just don't, man. Don't don't buy Wayne LaPierre's next jet, right? It's just you don't need to. But yeah, thanks for joining us though. We uh it was a little spirited <laughs> conversation at times. We really try to be uh very unbiased uh podcast, but you know, the whole gun control topic definitely uh gets us going a certain direction. Um, yeah, it's it's a sensitive topic. It is. But, you know, I even got, you know, some family members who don't understand. So even in the house you get it. Yeah, of course. And you know, with respect to people that have had really negative experiences with guns and who've uh been victims of crime, you know, in which a gun was used, that really sucks for sure. But you of all people should understand the the value of them at that point. Um, and I think we've 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 seen it on on world display. It has been on the main stage, watching things go down in Ukraine, and just the importance of having that capability available. Really important. And granted, yeah, Russia really showed their ass, and they demonstrated that. They're not really a threat to us at this point. Um, but at the same time, you know, good good behavior builds good habits and good habits builds that muscle memory. And guess what? In, in 60 years when they're ready to have another go and they've got landing craft, we could be in a good position, you know, but, but not if we keep going down this current road. Thank you. <laughs>